When they see me, they know that every day when I'm breathing, it's supposed it's, it's to go far. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world. But I guarantee that I will spark the brand that will change the world. And that's our job. It's to spark somebody else watching us. We, we might, might not be the ones, but let's not, but be, let's selfish not be selfish, and because we're not going to change the world, let's not talk about how we should change. I don't know, I don't know how to change, but I know, but I know if I keep talking about how dirty it is out here, somebody's going to clean it up. And now, he's been promoted. His job, principal. What's going on, everyone? This is Uche Joku. Welcome to the Sneaker Principal Podcast. And um, this evening, I am coming to you with another story from um, my boarding school days in Nigeria. Um, as you all know, on this podcast, I talk a lot about, um, actually, I don't talk a lot about, I always make a connection to education. And um, I'm trying to venture into, into different spaces as far as, you know, considering the different realms of education that I find myself in. And actually, before I even go further, before I go any further, let me make sure I connect my um, audio to uh, TikTok so you guys can hear me. Um, make sure I got this right. And I think it's working. So, um, so those of you who don't know, um, I, uh, I, didn't, I, I was born in Nigeria and spent time in Nigeria um, elementary school years into the beginning of secondary school. And for secondary school, I attended a um, military school in northern Nigeria um, called Nigerian Air Force Military School. And the thing about the school was that uh, uh, it was, at the time, I'm pretty sure to this day, it was considered one of, the most, one of the more elite schools. So you had kids coming from all the elite families. And I did not come from a you know, what we consider an elite families based on the standards of those times and even today. I can, I do come from a very old family that's been in the same part of Nigeria for a very, very long time. But um, that's besides the point. This school was, at the time, the top school in a military di dictatorship. So it would be the military school. And a lot of my classmates were all um, parents were all like in the military in by, by very high ranking positions. And, um, my first year there, my roommates were all, um, you know, uh, as a mixture of, of different grade levels, but my three peers, actually my two peers, there's three of us who are all first year cadets, myself, Cyril, and this other kid named Tunde. And what was interesting was that, um, Cyril's father was like the head of the Nigerian, um, Air Force military police. So he was the prov provost marshal of Nigeria. And then Tunde came from a very wealthy, uh, father who was a businessman. And, uh, if you listen to my previous video, uh, or podcast, um, about that military school, it was tough, you know. I mean, it hardened me. It taught me a lot of things, a lot of things I took on till this day. But we're talking about first year cadets. We're talking about 
roughly sixth graders, sixth, seventh graders. So this was the beginning of, of secondary school, which here would be considered middle school, middle and high school. And um, um, a lot of us struggled. A lot of us struggled a lot to make it through. And one person who struggled a lot was Tunde. Tunde, who was one of the two first-year cadets in my um, squad bay, my, my room with other upperclassmen, he struggled. And um, and I'll be honest with you, I paid for it. So this is surreal. We paid for Tunde's mistakes, and um, and it was it was it was a tough first year. But like anyone who's been to the military, anyone who's attended military school, after a while, you, you, you it turns into in, into a kind of a game in which you just make the fun of you just make fun of it, you know, and you make the best of it. Tunde wasn't able to do that, and um, some of you might be wondering, so where's the scary scary story in this? So the scary story is the day that we found out that Tunde ran away. So this is something I want to tell you. So um, what happened was Tunde, um, one day we came back from, we came back from, uh, actually, I think we came back from, from, from the mess hall. We came back, you know, from eating. We got back and, um, and I believe we all left at the same time. I just remember Tunde wasn't, I just didn't see Tunde. Got back to the room, which was unusual, you know, which wasn't unusual, but it was kind of unusual. We all kind of went back to the room at the same time. But, um, you know, he might have been stopped by upperclassmen. But what ended up happening was we got back to the room and we found out that Tunde was no, no way to be found. And um, the upperclassmen were asking us, you know, like, where's Tunde? Where, where, you must know where he is. And they were all coming at us. And we were all freaking out. Like, you know, especially me and Surreal, we're like the two youngest people in the room and we're like, yo, we don't want any, any, we don't want any smoke having to do with Tunde. You know, and and the thing is this, whenever one of us created problems or got into trouble, we all paid for it. You know, that's just the way it works. We all paid for it. And what ended up happening was, um, uh, we're in a position where, where we're like, okay, if this kid, first of all, we didn't think he ran away. We just thought he just was not there. So it wasn't until after a while we realized, okay, this kid is missing. No one knows where he is. And um, somebody had reported out of the blue that they had seen him running towards the tall, the, the, um, the um, how do I call it? It's like, the, 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 it wasn't really a forest. It was a woods, a wooded area towards the back of this campus with very tall grass. So somebody said they had seen him running in that direction. So, um, I mean, it was it was so crazy that immediately they called the whole entire squadron or barracks or dorm room, the dorms, you know, we were all caught to attention. We were all brought outside. We were like, we, this kid has ran. We have to go find him. And they literally sent us in every direction from campus. So what ended up happening was myself and the first year, second year cadets from our squadron, the purple squadron was sent towards this field. And this field was like kind of behind the farmland. I don't know if it's even still there anymore. We're talking about oof, 30 years ago. So, so we're all walking towards that area because this is where they said they had seen Tunde. So we're walking in that direction. And you have, to, you have to think about, you have to kind of picture this. It's after dinner. So it's still light outside, but it's slowly getting dark. So all we know is this, that we'll be given orders by the upperclassmen. We have to go find this kid. And of course, it's serious because we're talking about space. I experienced before where the, where the cadets ran the campus for the most part. You know, they doled out the punishments. They took care of everything. So I can only imagine this cadet's thinking, if we don't find this kid, we're all in trouble. 
you know, from the actual soldiers who are in charge of the campus, the officers and the non-commissioned officers. So we all walking, we're all being sent from different different locations, different we're dispersed all throughout the um, campus. And it's a huge campus. And my group is sent towards the tall grass, heading towards the uh, wooded area. And as you can imagine, I mean, if somebody sends you into tall grass here in America, you know, in the Midwest, wherever you, you're going to be kind of skeptical because you're thinking about all kinds of critters are going to be out there. Well, this is not America. This is Africa. So you've been sent into the tall grass. You have no idea what's out there from snakes to just all kinds of wildlife, right? Um, even though I had never really seen any crazy wildlife, but still, it's, it's tall grass, wooded area, and you're in Africa. But we, we were sent in that direction, and I'll be honest with you, we went there because we were more afraid of the upperclassmen than we were of any kind of animal that could be in those tall grass. So I just remember we were walking, and I remember Cyril was with me, um, who's, who's the other um, first-year cadet in my room, who's in my room. A bunch of us were just walking, and we were upset. We were like, yo, if we find this kid, we're going we're gonna to beat him up. We're going to hurt him because look at what he's making us go through. We're all going through the same thing. He's not special. Why does he have to put us through all this? So all, this is all the stuff that we're, that we're thinking ourselves. We're saying, to, we're saying to each other as we're walking. At this time, it's getting dark. The sun is starting to set and the sky is kind of reddish. And you're like, okay, we know in a little bit it's going to be completely dark. But this is not America. This is not streetlights. You know, this is sometimes there's power. Sometimes there isn't any power. We're talking about the, uh, I mean, Nigeria in the 80s. So we're walking, and now we're in, the, we're in the grass, in the grasslands. We're walking, and we're looking, and we're talking with, we're now yelling out his name, Tunde. We're screaming, Tunde, Tunde, where are you? Tunde. And we're screaming, looking for this kid. And we're walking, we're walking. All of a, all of a sudden, somebody says, Look at him, look at him, look at him, look at him, he's there. And we, and I can swear, I can, and I swear to you, somebody said they saw him running through the grass, right? And then I'm like, where? And um, then somebody said, no, 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 look at him, he ran, he ran through that, ran that way. So the sweet people were saying they were seeing him all at the same time. And I was like, okay, okay, what's going on here? I don't see him. But then all of a sudden, I look up and right in front of me, I see the white issued the, the white issued tees that we had and he's running and I see that actually it's not I just see somebody running and he's dark skinned and he looks like Tunde so we all I'm like I see him and I point in the direction and we all start bucking it towards towards you know as a matter of fact people are behind me I'm running so fast I'm like I'm gonna catch this kid I'm gonna beat him at the campus and I'm gonna get the reward of no punishment <laughs> that's the thing the reward of no punishment and I'm running I'm running through, through the tall grass. And all of a sudden, um, I'm running and I'm like, okay, I don't see him anymore. But now we're, we're in the thick of the tall grass and there is all these trees around this. And now it's getting really hard because now it's getting dark. And I'm like, okay, we're here in these woods. And when they sent us out, they didn't send us out with lanterns or flashlights because it was still light outside. Now it's dark. So now I'm walking and my, all I care about is making sure that I see somebody that I know near me. Okay, so we're all up maybe about three or four, three or four feet apart, and we're all creeping through the tall grass. And we're looking, we're looking for every sound. 
And somebody said to him, I see him, I see him, I see him. I, and you see this thing, you see this white shirt running through the grass, running like, running towards the, to, from the right to left. And then, then again, from my, from, from my, from the, from the left side, it's like, I see him and you see something running across, the, you know, in the distance, maybe about 50 yards through the tall grass running in the opposite direction. And my brain is saying, how is it possible? Why, if this is too near, why is he running back and forth? Then all of a sudden, um, I see, I personally see two white shirts running through the tall grass. And I, no, I actually see one running from right to left. Then as I'm following it, trying to see what's going on here, I see another shirt across, I see someone else that crosses him in the opposite direction. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then it dawns on me, we're all wearing white shirts. We're looking for Tunde. And I'm assuming, if, if I totally forgot other people out there looking for this kid. So everybody with me is all wearing white, white t-shirts. So the whole time we're thinking it was Tunde running through like that, I'm realizing people are running across. And then I start to realize that I'm hearing voices of people saying, I see him, I see him. And I stop to look and I see people cha- running in different directions, saying they see something. I'm like, wait a minute, how can they all see him and be chasing him in different directions? And um, I'm I'm standing there very, very confused. Like, what's going on here? And mind you, my I think it was like 10, 11, my 10-year-old brain was just like not understanding what I was what was going on. And um, so we all started like running towards where the commotion is going. You know, again, ignorant children, right? We're running in that direction. And all of a sudden, by the time we get there, people are dispersed. They're running. They're running away from that area. They're just running in different directions, and of course, we don't even know what's going on. Why they're running away from where they were? I mean, you, we're running in the direction of all these people, all these other cadets. So we turn on bucket, and we're running. And at this point in time, I mean, it's dark. I don't even know what direction. I might be running in circles for all I know. I know all I know is I'm running. I'm running in all these different directions, trying to figure out what's going on, and. At some point in time, I trip into in the tall grass. I'm gonna say it again. This is not America. This is not the Midwest. This is Africa. I fall into all tall grass. It's nighttime. All I can think is snakes or some kind of animals gonna get me. But even even more scary was the fact that there could be some kind of supernatural being out there. Again, this is Africa. We believe in the supernatural. All kinds of spirits and demonic presence like I was freaking out because it hit me I'm in the middle of the woods tall grass I can't even see my feet and we're looking for a kid who ran away and for all we know he's in the tall grass hiding from us but people are chasing something in different directions and um I so mind you I fell I fall into the grass I'm laying there and I'm breathing hard and I get up and there's a tree next to me. So I get up and I, and I, and I kind of like standing to the tree, my back to the tree. And I'm kind of trying to figure out where my, where my bearings are. And I realize I'm alone. I'm alone. Everybody's running. So, so I, so the tree's to my back. So I'm standing there holding on to like the tree behind me. I'm breathing hard, looking back and trying to figure out where everyone has gone. And I can hear people in the distance. So I figure if I can figure out my bearings and follow where the noise is, I run towards the noise. So all of a sudden, I'm, 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 the tree's behind me, and I turn around towards the tree to see what's behind the tree. 
And um, I swear to you, what I saw, I peed on myself. Oh, I'm going to lie to you. I didn't pee a lot, but I peed. I turned towards the tree so I could see behind the tree. But when I turned towards the tree, what I saw was a face. I swear to you, there was a face in the tree. Eyes open, full face, staring at me. And I, like, like I could feel the life just kind of like, <laughs> just kind of drain out of me. I was so scared. And I, I, I wanted to scream. I couldn't scream. I was like, my brain couldn't comprehend what I was seeing. It was a tree with a face looking at me. And I can see the eyes, the nose, the mouth, all like all built into the bark of the tree. And the eyes were glassy and it looked like a human being's face looking at me. It was just staring at me. And when it blinked, I turned around and I ran. I didn't care where I was running. For all I cared, I was running towards the cliff. I was going to run off that cliff. I didn't care. I was running. And I was running. I was crying. I was 10, 11 years old. And I was just running. I had never seen anything like that. I seen some things, but I had never seen anything like that. And I'm running. And I just know I'm just running. Because in my mind, whatever that thing was, was behind me. And coming after me. So I'm running. And somehow, somewhere, I make it out of the tall grass, and I'm, on, and I'm on the parade ground, and I and I just keep on running around the parade ground back towards my squadron, and the whole time I'm running, there's no one around me, and I'm just running, and by the time I get back to to the squadron or the barracks, um, I see like all these other all the cadets were there, and they're all looking at me like, "Where have you been?" And I'm like, "What do you mean, where have I been?" And mind you, in my mind, this whole entire thing that transpired couldn't have been more than like five to ten minutes long. And they were like, we've been looking for you. Where have you been? I'm like, what do you mean have you been for me? I'm like, I just saw you guys. You guys left me. And they were like, no, you've been gone for like an hour. And I was like, what are you? And listen, again, mind you, I'm 10, 11 years old. My brain is on fire and my head is burning. Like, what's going on here? And, um, and I'm like, looking like, what? And then all of a sudden, over here, oh, we found him. He was at the train station. I'm like, found who? I was tra- train station. Tunde was never even in that, in, the, in that grassy wooded area. He did run away, but somehow he made it off campus through the front gate, got himself in a cab, and made it to his train station where he was going to buy a, buy a train ticket and, make, and book it back home to where his, where his family's from. So I'm like, okay, we're in the woods. What the heck did we see? Well, what were we? What did what did I see? What what were we chasing? And again, it's one of those very, very just one of those things you just can't explain. But something that's very, very African, at least from my up, upbringing. I hear stories about you know evil forests and mystical places and things you shouldn't be doing and not and not being out in the dark by yourself and. um and it was one of those times where I was like, yeah, me in outside spaces at nighttime in the wilderness by myself, no bueno. And again, um, yeah, this is a story of being in boarding school and having to deal with all the craziness of being in boarding school and then having my roommate run away and us being sent to go find him. And I, instead of finding him, 
I found something very, very supernatural, something very, very scary to me. And uh, that's my story. You know, I think that was 1987, 1988. And I'll never forget that moment that I saw a human face in a tree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for for your time in in, in this conversation, this storytelling time. Um, yeah, what? how does it connect to education? I'll tell you this. Um, maybe there's no real connection, you know, but however, um, I know that uh, it's very important. <laughs> I don't even know, I don't know how to make it. I just know there is no connection. It was just some scary stuff that went that went through in military school. And, um, but, uh, but I'll tell you this. Uh, some people ask me all the time, would you send your kid to boarding school? And my answer is yes and no. It depends. It depends on the school, where the school is and for what purpose, you know? Um, and the other thing too would be about choice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't force that on my kid because I know that for me, it wasn't, it wasn't my first choice. It was kind of forced on me. It was forced on me because military school was something very respected. Boarding school was something very respected in the time I was growing up in Nigeria. And, um, it was seen as being elite. It was, you were seen as being special if you went to the right schools. And I did, I did go to the right school. Um, but however, um, it wasn't right enough for me to stay. I did not stay in that school to graduate. There was, all, there was a whole lot of other traumatic things that happened in that space, in, in that school. And I was just like, as soon as I got the chance to, um, to leave, I did leave. And then, um, and I came here in America with my family, but but at the same time, I'll tell you this: I don't regret. I don't regret a single moment of being at that school, because because I can say without a doubt in my mind, it had a pivotal effect on my life, and it may be much braver than I should be, and um, and I may be so much less skeptical about spiritual and supernatural things. Um, I think I think just growing up in Nigeria, growing up in Africa, did that for me, but um. Nonetheless, um, that's the story. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. And again, this is Uche Chiku and Joku, Sneaker Principal, Sneaker Principal Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Have an amazing night. And I'll see you guys soon. And yes, please subscribe, like, follow. And um, until next time. And now, he's been promoted. His job is principal.